welcome to Credit Offset's Year in Review, where I try and quickly get through a year of films quickly, because lists sometimes are kind of pointless. But here we go anyway, uh, some films I didn't get to see, which is a shame, because they might have been on this list. Personal Shopper, Happy End, The Salesman. Anyway, I was going to do top 10, but then I just kind of spiralled out of control and got to 25. So here we go, 25, a ghost story. I talked about a ghost story on this podcast already. Uh, Rooney Mara reaches out in a moment of listening to music and memory and it was really beautiful and moving for me. Next, 24, below her mouth. Uh, if all porn had this emotion and character development, I would probably watch more porn. 23, Aquarius. Sonia Braga is fantastic and is the main reason why this film is on this list. 22, Columbus. It looks like a film not from now. It looks like a film from, like a colour film from the 50s or 60s. And it looks beautiful. It's just a bit sharper because of the digitalness. And John Cho nails it. 21, 3 5, Ben Wheatley. Hello. Shooty, shooty, gun, gun. Fun, fun. Number 20, The Incredible Jessica James. Jessica Williams is the greatest screen presence I've ever seen. The film's not that great, it's very average, but Jessica Williams is fantastic, and I love her. Number 19, Dreamboat. Dreamboat is a fantastic little documentary about a gay cruise, and you follow all these kind of lonely men and see them dancing with other men in slow motion, and the other men dance away from them slowly, and they have to keep dancing and pretend like they're having a good time, and (laughs) it's heartbreaking and wonderful. 18. The Handmaiden. Whoa, I didn't see those twists coming. Spoilers, there's twists. 17. Quality Time. Quality Time is one of the few films I got to see at London Film Festival this year because I was busy. Quality Time gave me some of the biggest laughs in its first few segments of the film in its kind of absurd horror of what it is to be a man. 16, Lego Batman. I talked about that on this podcast too. It's intertextual. It's fun. Woohoo. 15, The Merit Stories. I like it when Adam Sandler's serious. Then we all we all have a good little think piece in us on film review sites. Adam Sandler's a serious actor. Number 14, The Disaster Artist. If the room was supposed to be a tragedy that turned out to be a comedy, The Disaster Artist is a comedy that turned out to be a tragedy. It is a heartbreaking look at what it is to be a creator and dreamer and a slightly misunderstood monster. 13. Jackie. I've never seen a Pablo Lorraine film. Natalie Pullman nails it. And there's such emotion in this film seething underneath each shot. Oh, oh, it's really good. Number 12. Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear is a uplifting, never tell about being a creator or filmmaker. 11. The film that everyone's talking about, Get Out. Get Out, of course, is a tight little horror, thriller, social satire that in its script is so tight and smart. And I like things that are economical, filled with double meanings. Number 10. Not... (laughs) probably not better than any of the films I've just previously mentioned, but Valerian and A City of a Thousand Planets. It's such a dumb film, uh, but it's so fun 
that you get swept up in the momentum of Luc Brisson's goddamn crazy mind that you can't help but just have a great time. And that's why it's number 10. Number 9, The Other Side of Hope. I've never seen an Aki Karasmaki film. His shots are so funny, so well-constructed to tell jokes. I love the rhythm of it. 8, Strong Island. Jans Ford's documentary about how their brother was murdered and the criminal justice system. Uh, it's really harrowing. The film constantly keeps up its surprise. It keeps a few things back, but not as twists, but to constantly remind you of this system these people of colour are living in. Number seven, The Florida Project. God damn you, Sean Baker. The Florida Project would have easily been number one of this year. And then the ending happened, and I hated it. But I will say it is the film I thought about the most since watching it. It's definitely the most beautiful film in terms of its cinematography that I saw this year. Six, in between. This female director got a fatwa for making this film. This is how important it is. It's a film about three Palestinian women who are stuck in between their kind of new lifestyles and the conservative nature of their culture and the ending spoilers is so strong in a lesser film you would have seen everything that they've been through and then they had the party and they would have danced and you would have seen them together and they would have all smiled and it would have been like oh everything's rubbish but it's okay because they've got each other when really what happens is they they go through everything they go to a party they dance and then they are out on a balcony together and they just look all sad because, you know what, it's not okay. And that's what that film is telling you. Five, Dunkirk. I don't like Christopher Nolan normally, but Dunkirk really got me. I saw it twice. I saw it in 35mm, which I actually preferred to the second time I saw it, which was the IMAX. IMAX. Number four, Moonlight. Moonlight. Seems with emotion and is all about trust of another person about masculinity and letting that go to be with someone this constant motif of food that you see the opening up of the mouth of being able to trust someone with what you're going to say what your feelings and emotions are it's very beautiful and is about changing and growing and kevin is the best bisexual i've seen on screen yay bisexual representation Number three, I Am Not Your Negro. Raoul Peck created an amazing documentary as Samuel Jackson channels James Baldwin if he was still alive today. As Samuel Jackson does a kind of older, aged version of him, tired but not at all surprised that what he's still saying is relevant. Number two, Boy and the Beast. I loved the director's last film, Wolf Children, and I was not surprised to find that I loved this film too. Everyone should go check out Boy and the Beast, and Wolf Children. And number one, a film I've already talked about on this podcast, God's Own Country. Best penises on screen, and best film of the year. Everyone should go see it if they haven't got the chance. Anyway, that's been Credit Offsets, and my top 10, top 15, top 20, top 25 films of the year. I'm really out of breath. Oh, God. <sighs> Thanks for listening. <sighs>